Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Who the hell are you? A remnant of the time long past. There has been an awakening. It's the Riley and Kimmy Show. Have you felt it? Now, I was wondering if she would have any bounce left in her after episode 375 that was recorded on location at the Volusia County Fairgrounds for the big Deland Comic Collectible Toy Show that happened on Sunday, January 11th. And that is the co-host, Kimmy. Kimmy! I got one name! Kimmy! Well, Kimmy, you obviously do have some bounce in you, although I thought you would have been all bounced out after that big toy collectible comic book show Woo, that was fun yeah that was fun i mean that i I have to put that right up there probably the best uh comic book collectible show i've been to Mm -hmm. i mean i like that granted we're not talking megacon scale we're not talking dragon con but for a one day fest a one day celebration of nerd freak and geek it was the best i think Mm -hmm. that i have ever experienced in the state of florida and when I lived up in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I agree. Yeah, I mean, just a great warm bunch of freaks and geeks. And just, you know, everybody made us feel welcomed. Mm-hmm. It was just a good time, made a lot of new friends. And, you know, didn't get a chance to mention all of those uh, on the podcast at 375. And matter of fact, I, Kimmy, I know it will shock you. I made a big mistake with... Episode 375. What did you do? Somebody I promised I would have on that show did not make 375. And it was not like one of the old, uh, you know, talk shows like, uh, you know, the Tonight Show. Uh, You know, Johnny Carson was notorious for bumping people. You know, they were going to be on a show. Somebody's problem was going to be on a show and they just didn't make it Mm. because some guests went too too long. That was not the case, Kimmy. Mm -hmm. No, it was not a case. I'm going to chalk it up to operator error. Okay. And I am the operator. Okay. So I made a mistake. Mm-hmm. I Oops. But we're going to rectify that shortly. Now, Kimmy, right now, it's quiz time for you. Okay. Okay. Nerd quiz time. Here's the quiz that we have. Are you ready to answer this quiz? Mm-hmm. All right. What will be the best action, sci-fi, or comic book movie of 2015? The best action or sci-fi or comic book movie of 2015? 15. That's from January 1 all the way to December 31st, 2015. Which one do you think will be the top? Because there are a ton of movies coming out, but there's already a prediction from an expert in the know. And we have that answer here on the Riley and Kimmy Show. Star Wars. You're saying Star Wars, The Force Awakens. Star Wars, yeah. You're saying that's the top dog? Mm-hmm. 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 Well, we will find out if you are right or wrong coming up shortly here on the Riley and Kimmy Show, okay? Mm-hmm. All right, now I have to rectify something. We have to talk about nerds. You just got your asses whipped 
by a bunch of damn nerds. Nerds! Well, let's get those nerds! 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 Yes, we have to talk about nerds, Kimmy. Okay. And we met uh, just a ton of nerds, and we met actually some really fun uh, media-related nerds. And one that comes to mind that I made a big mistake with 375 is... Uh, our friends from FloridaGeekScene.com. Mm-hmm. Yes, they stopped by our booth, and well, we talked to them a couple other times, roaming around on the on the floor. But they actually came by our booth, took their time to uh, talk with us, mm-hmm. and uh, actually interviewed us. Mm-hmm. And just a pleasant group of nerds. Yes. And we interviewed Scott mm-hmm. from FloridaGeekScene.com, and due to operator error, I cannot play that back. Uh. Kimmy, I did something that is so stupid, so basic, so so 101, that if any one of my former mentors in radio and or television ever knew that I did this, and I, since a lot of them do listen, they will know, and I will be catching all kinds of flack because of it, is you always, one of two things, well, you do both of these. Number one, you make sure the meters are moving and you're recording. Mm-hmm. That's number one. And that goes back to the old days with tape. Okay, you look down, make sure the meters are moving. Okay, Mm -hmm. and in case of tape, you make sure the tape's moving. All right. And number two, once it is done, doesn't matter if it's audio or if it's video, you check to make sure it's in the can. Mm. So you do those two things as a fail safe. Mm -hmm. But due to somebody being distracted and in nerd heaven at the moment and just having a plain old good time. Somebody did not do either one of those things, which would have saved the day. Hmm. Yes, I'm an idiot. I, I'm i wearing the idiot you crown. You go sit in the corner. Oh, please, not that. I've spent a lot of time in my life in that corner. I don't want to go to the corner, man. Come on. Hmm. Oh, I'm, please forgive me. Anyhow, sorry. I'm definitely sorry, Scott. Um, I hope you will give us an opportunity in the very near future for us to sit down and talk nerd talk. Because Mm -hmm. I loved what you were saying. And I can't do justice talking about Florida Geek Scene, but I will try. I do say, hey, head over to their stuff, to their site. They have a ton of things, wide range of nerd-related topics they cover. Uh, Their website is deep. Uh, You will have a lot of fun going to it. Don't they they cover the uh, Florida conventions? Well, Kimmy, you're getting past my notes here. Yes, they do. Here's the official thing. They offer uh-huh. a full calendar of anime, comic book, cosplay, horror, pop culture, science fiction, sci-fi if you prefer, and toy conventions, events, and shows. Cool. Woo. So basically, they are everywhere in Florida. All right. If there's something nerd-related going on, guess what? They're going to be there. Mm-hmm. And they are friendly. And yes. if you get a chance to talk to them, please do. But go to their website. They have news, reviews, and more on their website. Uh, Florida Geek Scene reviews of comic books, toys, video games, trading cards. Also, uh, let's see, trading card games and movies and music and more. I mean, uh, I lost a lot of time in a good way, you know, track of time just hanging around their website. And uh, they are they are good people. Mm-hmm. They are very good nerds. So please check them out. That's FloridaGeekScene.com. And whew, I hope uh, they forgive me. Okay. Do you think they will? I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah, do you think they will? I, I hope, hope so. they do. Anyhow, Scott and uh, the rest that we met, uh, please, uh, if you uh, want and don't mind uh, hanging around with us, our nerd type, uh, we'd love to talk to you again in the very near future. So we hope we uh, connect at some future nerd event. Mm-hmm. So who's Stanley? Um, He was on Star Trek. <laughs> 
Star Wars? No. Um, oh, Stanley. Oh, he's in those goofy kung fu movies you love so much. That's Bruce Lee. Well, Stan Lee is going to be on something real soon, Kimmy, and it's, and it's going to be before he's in a Marvel movie. Yeah. Yes, he's making another sneak appearance, another cameo. Stan Lee has booked his next appearance in the Marvel Universe, and Variety has confirmed this. The comic book icon will make a cameo in Marvel's Agent Carter in the series on January 27th, that episode. Now, Lee will appear in the Blitzkrieg button as a man who has a brief encounter with Howard Stark, played by Dominic Cooper. Now, much like Lee's numerous other cameos, most recently as Fred's dad in Big Hero 6 and as a ladies' man in Guardians of the Galaxy, this will be bringing a moment of levity to the episode. Mm. Now, Lee also made a small screen appearance last year in Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and I don't remember that. Huh. No, I I, don't either. I, I don't remember that appearance. Now, and by the way, he will be appearing in Orlando at Megacon. Yes. Megacon Orlando coming up in the very near future. You know, I I hope it doesn't really stand out as much as it did in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. I and I know this is going to make some of the nerds upset. I'm just I'm tired of seeing him and stuff. And I and I just I I I'm want not. I, I'm see I am. I I want, you know, if if it was if it was sort of like the Where's Waldo thing or Where's, you know, Stan i.e. like where's alfred hitchcock because hitchcock used to put himself in films Mm -hmm. but it wasn't like there's alfred hitchcock you want it to be a little more challenging yeah i I don't want to just boom you know right there i mean and only a few of them do i really care for yeah the the one i least like is in that spider-man one where he's wearing the uh, noise canceling Mm -hmm. headphones yeah liked him in the the avengers where they had him in that Mm -hmm. that one and captain america i think i liked that one uh Mm -hmm. and thor yeah i like thor where he was pulling on the handle you know with his truck and lost his bumper Uh uh-huh so i guess i do kind of like most of them yeah but they just stand out you know just i i want to be hidden easter Mm -hmm. eggs sort of like that howard the duck is for me in guardians of the galaxy you keep going there it is and i'm like where 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 you know i see him at the very end when the credits are rolling but I don't see him when they uh, visit the collector's thing, but you do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, and you know what? I grew up with Howard the Duck. I had giant size Marvel comic books with Howard the Duck adventures in there. I even have in my collection Howard the Duck fighting a vampire cow. Hmm. Okay, because the cow was bit by Dracula and turned into a vampire cow. Okay. I actually have that. But no, could I spot Howard the Duck? Who I knew who Howard the Duck was, and you did not. But no, you, you're like, there's Howard the Duck. And oh, every time. Mm-hmm. I just, shame on you. Well, maybe, well, I, I hope, well, actually, I hope I don't need you to spot him out in Marvel's Agents of Carter for me. I hope <laughs> it's at least a little more obvious than that. But this will mean I have to keep watching and keep recording Marvel's Agents of Carter. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, to get Stan Lee. Uh-huh. I wasn't planning on watching anymore. Right. I know I'm going to shock our good friend Earl, who we interviewed on 375, because he just loves Marvel's Agent Carter. Yeah. I don't. Just, and you fell asleep, I think, almost. Yeah. yeah, you did. You almost dozed off. Yeah, yeah Kimmy almost. So I'm going to keep recording them, Kimmy, and keep watching. Them. Okay. So we're going to have to watch it together. You yep. know, you're you're with me yep. for the rest of those episodes. By the way, speaking of uh, television shows, we don't have much here to say because it's more of a visual-oriented thing. We do have the new trailer for Netflix's House of Cards. Ooh. Yes, I didn't have you sit down and watch that. You know, you can do that uh, right by going to our website at RileyandKimmy.com. Mm-hmm. He just won uh, Golden Globe, I think, yes, last night. Yes, they released it right after he won. Mm. That's when it became available. Coincidence or not? Mm. Some smart planning, I think, there. So, you, know, I, you know, I've kind of lost zeal with it, though. 
because yeah. it took so long for it to come back. You know, it's like, but, you I'm know. I'm looking forward to it. I know what's going to happen. You're going to, you know, say, well, we're going to block out Saturday and Sunday. We're watching them all. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. So then I'll be back into it. Oh, okay. I have no other choice. Now, moving over to Variety, they say Kyle MacLachlan is reprising his role. Any clue on what uh, TV show, Kimmy? Twin Peaks. Oh, let's see how good you are. Can you tell me the name of the character that he played? Um, no. Oh, Kimmy. He played agent, actually special agent, Dale, can you do it? Cooper. Ah. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Well, he's, uh, he's back. According to the network's president of Showtime, David Nivens, he confirmed Monday at the Television Critics Association press tour in Pasadena. And he did that with a little help from Kyle McLaughlin, who surprised the room by joining Nivens right up on stage and presenting him with a damn good cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. Remember, that was uh, one of his yeah. uh, catchphrases you know, uh-huh. from, from Twin Peaks. And quote, I am very excited to return to the strange and wonderful world of Twin Peaks. May the forest be with you, unquote. Okay. Now, the original series creator, executive producer David Lynch and Mark Frost will write and produce the limited series with Lynch directing all nine episodes set in the present day. And Lynch welcomed McLaughlin back to Peaks with a modern day photo of Agent Cooper on Twitter, and we have that right on our website at RileyandKimmy.com, and I guarantee something, he does not, he does not look like he does on Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. No? Uh, he doesn't look like he's going to be, uh, you know, uh, losing his mind. Oh. You know, which, by the way, I, you know, one of our friends, one of our, I'd say, we've known him for a while, but I'd say he's now a good friend of ours at uh, the recent convention we went to in DeLand. Uh, he was talking about cosplaying as some Marvel characters and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. One from maybe Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And he will be able to pull off this character. You know what? I think I, if he does that character, I should go as what Kyle McLaughlin's going as. You know, when he's going psycho on that show. Yeah. Yeah. I th- don't you think so? No. Oh. I, I, yeah. I think I bet I'd go over quite well. Mm. You know, I just, uh, yeah, I can do that, that psychotic scene because that's the way, when you see him in that, that's the way I am before we pack up to head out to a convention. Yeah, it's second nature for you. Oh, yeah. I just like him, aren't yeah, I? I yeah. mean, it, it, I, I wouldn't be stretching. It wouldn't be hard role play for no. me at all, would it? I'd be, I'd be into character. Matter of fact, I'm into character like any, well, like any time like that, pretty mm-hmm. much, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so maybe I will cosplay as that. This is the part where I'm supposed to do the whole intro thingy. Barry Allen, fastest man alive, but you know all that already. Yes, we do. And according to comicbook.com, something that should not be a surprise Future crossovers between Arrow and spinoff series of Flash is very likely, according to the CW president, Mark Pedowitz. During the Television Critics Association's 2015 Winter Press Tour, the president of CW stated that he sees them being in an annual fourth quarter event, which would be ideal for November sweeps, the crossovers we're talking about. Now, the two-night crossover event in 2014 earned Arrow its highest-rated episode to date, and The Flash's second-highest episode following its series premiere. Both Arrow and The Flash return from winter hiatus later this month, and I'm going to be honest, I hope they don't do that, but I know they're going to. Mm -hmm. I don't like it. And did you see that The Flash and Arrow and Supernatural have all been renewed for another season? That surprised me with Supernatural, because at one time they were talking about it, you know, going to be wrapping up and they keep talking about that but it just keeps going i i i i like supernatural i I, Mm -hmm. i'm fond really of one character on the show now you're you're into two guys you know moose and squirrel 
<laughs> I like uh, to me the person who steals that show, who is that show, is Mark Shepard. Mm. Yes, Crowley. I like Crowley, man. He is my and favorite. He likes you. Hey, we Crowley was he, or Mark Shepard was in Orlando, and I got to spend some time with Mark Shepard. Mm-hmm. He and I took a selfie. Mm-hmm. Very, very nice guy. He's mm-hmm. very nice. He was nice to me, at least. Anyway, Kibby felt a little diss because he and I had a we, we had a boys' moment. You know, we were we were sort of like Sam. Well, not Sam. We were sort of like he and Dean were in that that one episode. We were out pelling. That was us, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were pelling just like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's it. And Kimmy felt left out a little bit. Sorry. Okay. Well, any, anyhow, I did. I did see that that was re- renewed. But back with uh, the Flash and Arrow, I just wish they would keep those two kind of separate because those shows really are different feels to them, and it just doesn't do well meshing them, in my opinion. Sort of like going back to the old days when uh, Batman brought in Green Hornet, which were two different two different types of shows that should not have had their universes shared at all. And basically, you know what? They didn't say this, but I know by next year, it'll be three shows they'll be crossovering. It'll be The Atom. You know The Atom. They're setting it up for a spinoff. Mm. Now, I thought they would spin off to Suicide Squad before, but, you know, with Diggle running the Suicide Squad or being basically its, uh, you know, its keeper. But I don't think that's going to happen now because of the Suicide Squad movie that's coming around in the future. So I think they probably backed off on that. And I think the Atom, it's being primed. That's why you're going to see uh, the Atom coming into play a little faster with, you know, Ollie did. Uh, that That's going to happen. So by, by next next year, it'll be the three crossovers, mm. <laughs> which kind of, you know, you're getting to the Justice League. Mm-hmm. Getting close there. Mm-hmm. Mm, that, well, that is kind of that is kind of interesting. Let's move over to another type of hero here on the Riley and Kibby Show. Wait a minute, wait one minute. I mean, you can do the whole number, leap tall buildings with a single bound. You can look right through things. Yes. Bend steel bars. Yes. Like Superman. He's my cousin. Whoa. Oh, Kimmy missed out on one of the best, best comic book movies of all time. And that was Supergirl. She's never seen that. I can't believe Mm-mm. you've never seen Supergirl. Mm-mm. And by the way, I'm kidding. It's not one of the best. As a matter of fact, I do know some. I don't own it in my collection. It's one of the few I do not have. But we have a good friend of ours uh, in Sanford who I think has every every movie that's ever been released on videotape and DVD, and superhero that is, and comic book related. And he has that one. And well, he'll admit it's bad, but he still likes to watch it. Mm-hmm. But I have a feeling... No matter how bad the upcoming Supergirl TV series is, it's going to be better than that movie was way back when. Now, according to comicbook.com, with preparations for CBS's Supergirl series already underway, the network is already drafting designs for Kara's costume. Mm. Now, even though she doesn't have an actress to fill it out yet, CBS Entertainment chairman is already pleased with the suit's look while discussing the in-production Supergirl series. The expert here from the network, the entertainment chairman, revealed that she caught a glimpse of the costume. Quote, we have seen the costume. That's what she told Entertainment Weekly. Awesome costume. Now, she probably wasn't bluffing, according to comicbook.com. The designs she revealed come from Oscar-winning costume designer Colleen Atwood, the same mind behind the Flashes and the Arrows costumes designs. In discussing Supergirl's tone and direction, the show was described as a series as a hybrid between procedural and serialized drama. Now, they stated that Supergirl will have a full arc that the executive producer, 
has pitched, it will also solve cases within the span of an episode. Supergirl is currently preparing to shoot a pilot episode with the intent of a fall 2015 season release. Are you excited about that one? Mm-hmm. Now, one of the things also revealed on a side note is that there's been some people thinking that there might be a Supergirl crossover to Arrow because it's the same people doing it, but it's on a different network. But basically, CBS has said uh, they're not too keen on that. Mm. that that's probably not going to happen. I wonder what kind of version of Supergirl it's going to be because realize, Kimmy, in some of the mythos, um, Supergirl has a boyfriend. Oh? Yes, and that boyfriend is Lex Luthor. Ooh. Oh, yeah, she does not see Lex Luthor for being the evil individual that her cousin does. So, you know, I'm kind of curious, will they tap into that? Hmm. Probably not, I don't think. But it'd be kind of, kind of interesting if they did. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. <laughs> well, I want all the nerds on planet Earth just to check us out one time. That's why. And, you know, you got a, you got a place here. That's a Riley and Gibby show. Now, we're going to be talking about Liam Neeson, Kimmy. Oh. According to comicbook.com, while Taken 3 has been billed as the final movie in the series, well, the star, Liam Neeson, says there's always a possibility he may do a fourth film. Oh, boy. Yes, quote. There's always, I think, if audiences go and see it and they like these characters, I mean... I'd love to do something with Forrest Whitaker again. And if it's a Taken 4 scenario, great. That's what he told Fox News. Now, the latest installment of Taken earned the number one spot at the box office last weekend with $40.4 million. This is the second best January opening of all time. So I have a feeling. <laughs> guess what? Wow. Taken 4. Okay. I, I have a feeling there will be a Taken 4. Now, comicbook.com reports another movie thing. Uh, something It's been on hiatus for a little bit. There was talk of being a third movie, and then it kind of got, I think, pushed to the back burner. It looks like it's back. According to comicbook.com, Dwayne Johnson is set to return for G.I. Joe 3. Really? Yes. And that's with DJ Caruso in the talks to direct the sequel. John M. Chu, who helmed the 2013 G.I. Joe Retaliation, was originally attached to the third film but left to direct Jem and the Holograms movie. That's according to The Hollywood Reporter. It's unclear which other stars from the previous movie would return, but Johnson will reprise his role as Roadblock. I wonder if they'll bring... Uh, I can't remember. Did he get killed or not? Um, oh, what's his name? Plays in the... Channing... No, not Channing Tatum bit the dust. I'm thinking about uh, who played in uh, Sin City. Bruce Willis. Remember, he was in oh, that yeah, last yeah. Did he bite the dust? Or... I don't think so. So it's a possibility he could be in it, right? I think. I think I think he survived, didn't he? I think so. We only saw it one time. Yeah. And I'm quite happy that director is not part of it. Yeah. I want a new director because I like the first G.I. Joe movie. You Me know? too. And I, I wonder if they'll bring Christopher Eccleston in it because, you know... He was putting basically in the deep freeze in the first movie, and they didn't have him in the second movie. Mm-hmm. I say bring him in there. Let's bring his bad butt in and let him do all his kind of evil stuff. Mm-hmm. The G.I. Joe films have consistently performed well for Paramount. 2009's G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra, made $302.5 million worldwide, while Retaliation even earned more, Kimmy, $375.7 million. Hmm. Now, the potential director, Caruso, his other films include I Am Number 4, Eagle Eye, and the recently wrapped The Disappointments Room, a supernatural thriller starring Kate Beckinsale, and that's just some of his uh, filmography. Mm. So, hey, I say give him a shot. Mm -hmm. I'm all for it. I have uh, no problems with that one. I am now Ant-Man, though today I prefer to be Giant-Man. 
Well, if, you, if you're looking forward to the Ant-Man movie, I want to go on record. I am not, but we have met people who are, like Earl. I mean, Earl's like, he's all excited for this mm. thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I Hey, love you, brother, but I, I don't agree with you on that one. I think that's going to be the one that's going to go down in the tubes, but I could be wrong. Anyhow, comicbook.com reports that the promotional push for Marvel's Ant-Man keeps on marching piece by piece, this time with a new look at Diamond Select's official Ant-Man action figure. Now, Diamond's collectible Ant-Man offering will feature not one, but two plasticized versions of Scott Lang's alter ego in the same package. Yes, two for one. Hmm. Can you believe that, Kimmy? Two for one. Hmm. Now, the first figure stands at seven inches tall with 16 points of articulation and two sets of interchangeable hands one featuring fist, and the other sporting outstretched hands. Now, this, ooh, decisions. If I open it out of the package, which ones to put in? But I would have no problem actually making a decision because I never take them out of the package for the most part. Mm -hmm. I rarely do. There are exceptions to that, but rarely. Now, the second figure is a shrunken version of Ant-Man at ant size. With the minifigure's exact height, it hasn't actually been given. It hasn't been revealed to anyone yet, but it looks to be about a third to a quarter of the main figure size. Now, the Ant-Man will come with Marvel Select display packaging and spine artwork and will be to scale with Marvel Select's other movie action figures. The figure price is $24.99 and ships this summer. If you'd like to really check it out, find out more, put an order in, head to your local comic book shop. Uh, if you don't know where one is, all you have to do is go right to our website at RileyandKimmy.com. We have a comic book shop locator. If you happen to be in our area and say, hey, where would you guys go? Uh, just contact us. You can do that by any one of our social media outlets or email or whatever our links on our website, which is RileyandKimmy.com, and we will pass you to somewhere pretty nice. Mm-hmm. They'll treat you well. Mm-hmm. We guarantee it. Now, going back to our question, Kimmy, that we asked at the very beginning of the of the episode here, 376, what will be the best action sci-fi comic book movie of 2015 and i said star wars i was giving you an opportunity to change your mind star wars you say star wars Mm -hmm. you think that's what the experts picked well you're wrong what culture says the top movie the best action film the best that they include that could be sci-fi comic book related for 2015 will be a movie called mad max fury road they have 10 reasons why. We have that right on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. You got a little, you're looking at me like I'm nuts. Huh? Yes, I know that one through you, didn't it? Well, Mad Max Fury Road, they say will be number the best, the top. Now, they have 10 reasons. I just have, I have one right here. Just, you can go to our website and check them all and say, well, let's, let's give this a shot. Now, number one reason, that little thing called action from what? has been seen. The action in Fury Road looks better than Arnold jumping out of the helicopter in the new Terminator film and better than riding a motorcycle with raptors in Jurassic World. If there's one thing director George Miller knows, it's how to wreck cars in the desert and there's going to be a ton of it in Fury Road. Does action alone make a great movie? No. Many of the best films have no action are straight drama or tragedy. However, there's a primal look to the action of Mad Max Fury Road that suggests it may raise the film to the next level and with all these other factors behind it it may just shock a lot of people when the busy blockbuster season of 2015 rolls around 
Hmm. Now, another reason which is tied to this one that they have, and it's got more details, but I just have part of it. Characters and vehicle design. The pre-release material for Mad Max Fury Road has already shown a lot of cars, both in the trailer, press photos, and set photos and leaks posted online, which, by the way, just happens to be inevitable when people are working on cars and building them in the real world, you know, actual sized vehicles. Introduced as well were a lot of new characters, many that have been in development for years. Much as with the script, the great news is that the cars and the characters look awesome. Car-wise, there's something that looks like a porcupine, a bomb-on-wheels-looking battle car, a car loaded up with speakers no doubt meant to scream at or deafen the masses, and of course the last of the V8 Interceptors. Now, the characters have a distinctive feel to them. Even Max has been updated, covered in brandings against his will. So there, you know, I think there's one thing to keep in mind. Think, you know, this is going to be car based, right? Car action scene based. Think how well Fast and the Furious films do. Mm-hmm. And maybe it'll tap into that crowd and appeal to an, another crowd as well. A different, you know, group coming in. It might be huge. They hmm. could be right. Did you yeah. ever see the original Mad Max? No, I have not ever seen that. Did no. you see any of those? No, no. None of them. Nope. Well, I have a quick question. I guess it's going to be. Pointless here, but what year did the original movie, Mad Max, come out? 82. 1979, and made a star out of whom? Um, Mel Gibson. That's right. And can you tell me, one of those movies had a top 40 hit from them. One of them, the series of the Mad Max, either Mad Max 1, Mad Max 2, Mad Max 3. Can you tell me the song? Tina Turner? Yes. And actually, she had two songs in it. Can you tell me one of the two songs? Um, I can't do it. You can't? Are you giving up? This musicology is giving up on me? We don't need another hero. That was number two Uh, on the U.S. charts. And it was played at the end of the credits, and you didn't see the end of the credits, so you don't know. But it did play on MTV, which I know you were watching at the time. Because can you tell me the year? It was Mad Max Beyond the Thunderdome, also known as Mad Max 3. You were MTVing. 85. You got it. Exactly. And the other hit, actually, I love I love both songs. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other one, I would have thought, I would have guessed just off the top of my head, that it was a bigger hit then we don't need another hero. But it wasn't. And it was one of the living. Remember that one? I by love her? that one. Yeah. But it did not make uh, beyond 15. Wow. In the charts of the US. And that was in the opening scene, the opening credits of Mad Max number three. Oh. So, you know, they give you a reason maybe to check it out. One mm-hmm. of those. Okay. So thank you for listening to the Riley and Kimmy show. And be sure to check out our website at RileyandKimmy.com. Right there, we have all our archive podcasts. We have social media links. One of the rules that we have, what the way we roll basically is, you follow us, you like us, you friend us. We do the same back with you. Be sure to tell your friends about the Riley and Kimmy Show at RileyandKimmy.com. Find archive podcasts of the Riley and Kimmy Show at RileyandKimmy.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.